like Sheffield Wednesday, we have found our level on the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent, and it's podcasting about a terrible 2-2 draw with Rotherham, which is what we are going to do, among other things, in our triumphant episode 50, which hopefully will be under 50 minutes, because, yeah, wasn't great. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, of course. Uh, this week, I am drinking a hot cocoa porter from Down the Road Beer Company in Everett, Massachusetts, which is slightly more than down the road from me. About an hour and a half or so. It's nice. I'm not, like, getting super. It's not super chocolatey, but uh, definitely some nice, like, sort of cocoa nibs on the nose. Very drinkable, 7%. Nothing fancy. Workmanlike, which is better than I can say for the Wednesday performance we're about to talk about. Also on the line, Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Um, mm. I am drinking uh, water because I've just come back from some work Christmas drinks uh, where I was drinking some very nice Jersey Girl um, <laughs> IPA. No, let <laughs> me rephrase that. Yeah. I was drinking <laughs> a Jersey Girl beer, not drinking from a Jersey Girl. I don't know how That's wild your Christmas yeah. party gets over there. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Also on the line, at a slightly more reasonable hour of the day right now in Portland, it's Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. I am actually finishing off a bottle of a really nice red wine. It is uh, from Napa. It is called The Prisoner. Um, I'm familiar with that. Uh, it's Wine quite company. nice. I yeah. normally don't drink the blends, but this one turned out to be really the, nice. The red blend um, is excellent. It's great, yeah. We had a prisoner uh, wine dinner up in our neck of the woods yeah, probably about a year ago now. It's like my friends were still in town working at that restaurant that was, I think we finally polished off all the bottles we bought coming off that wine dinner. But yeah, if you can find the prisoner blindfold is their white blend, which is also excellent. Oh, good. For a, good uh, a good wine out there. And you might need the whole bottle to get through this podcast weeks. Yeah. as we cover an uninspiring 2-2 draw with Rotherham. We have some Wednesday news. The usual dispatches from American soccer is Mike is very sad about the MLS playoff final. Or is it MLS Cup? Is that what we call it? We will also Not do even the, it's just MLS Cup. MLS Cup. The Major League, no, sorry. Major League Soccer Cup. We'll also preview... The Swansea game this weekend. Let you know where you can watch said game in the Americas if last weekend's game did not turn you off from this team entirely. And it might as we go into our review. Home game against Rotherham United. Zhao and Addy up top. AF. Back to the 5 3 2. But uh, didn't seem to change. The first half performance, Patty. Uh, no, it was pretty much the same as we've expected uh, over the past few weeks, isn't it? Uh, there's, a, there's a terrible kind of malaise uh, forming over this team now, and it doesn't seem to be easily shakable. Um, we actually missed the first 20 minutes, me and Jeff, because uh, we were trying to get the internet working and the laptop working in uh, Football Factory. Um, and we turned it on, and nothing had happened in those 20 minutes, so we didn't miss anything. Uh, actually, looking at back, I, at the I was hungover and drinking ginger ale. I think I had more 
verve about me than Wednesday in the first <laughs> half. Yeah, we had a few tourists in, and uh, they were. I mean, usually if you are like twenty minutes late starting a game, people will be like on your back and getting a bit angsty. They're just fine chatting, actually having a better time without seeing the football. Um, There's like a so, yeah. La Liga game on on that TV or something, like Rayo Vallecano <laughs> yeah, or something. Much better. Fine, Why yeah. do we change it? <laughs> So yeah, it was uh, it was nothing really uh, happening until uh, like that Bannon set reach free, um, like about twenty minutes, twenty twenty two minutes maybe. Uh, so reach kind of burst through, and usually he would get on target, but he just uh, scuffed him, pulled it wide, uh, and that was about it from us in the first twenty seven minutes. Um, in fact, there wasn't much action at all in the first half, other than the goal, um, which which uh, Drow finished very nicely. That was about it. It was a nice save from uh, from uh, Dawson from uh, Smith, um, but let's talk about goal show because it was I thought uh, a kind of uh, Rotherham copying our uh, defensive uh, errors over the past few weeks and said we can do that almost as good as you and just falling over as <laughs> I guess I, I watched the replay it looks like he was trying to play the through ball but like was not within like four feet of it <laughs> like, when he went to ground. <laughs> The other guy who didn't go to ground, he just decided, oh, I'm just going to have a bit of a nap, actually, and just stop, stop running. It was it was the unlikely ball for a striker to run to and win. And then he just did it, because they're just rubbish. And there are a few instances like that with them where the defenders were just kind of, like, dreadful. Uh, but, yeah, at least we scored. It was against them in a play, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was nice enough getting to the half. Sneak a goal, one nothing into Rotherham. It's easy from there, Mike, right? Just take it. Take the second half you know, kickoff and go from all there. All you have to do, it's almost as if the Joao goal was literally a, a blueprint for the Rotherham to start the game. And how you how you give up a goal, you know, when you have the kickoff. And what, I don't even know how long it took. 20 seconds, 25 seconds. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was almost it was almost a blueprint. It was almost identical to the Joao goal. Um just that nice pass. There were, you know, looked like an escort service where they had three defenders chasing <laughs> the guy down, and uh, uh, the goal went in. And uh, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Um, and yeah, it was. How it do was you, can, you, can you answer this question? How do you concede a goal when it's your own frigging kickoff within twenty seconds? I mean, surely, right at half time, the manager's words should be ringing in your ears. You should have been getting a stinging uh, at half time. Uh, regardless of them going one nil up, we were pretty poor again. So the the things that the manager says to you should be very fresh in your head at that point. So what is Hector thinking? You're just oh, I'm just gonna lump this upfield and hope for the best. Surely. I hope. I mean, I hope they didn't have like some massive burst of confidence going into the going into halftime. Like, oh, it's Rotherham. Oh, we're up. Uh, because really, they they did not deserve to be up. Uh, well, I'm. We'll come back to this on the overview because neither team deserved anything out of this game. Um, but yeah, that was that was just dreadful. It kind of shows you, for me, it kind of thinks like how uninspiring Yoss's half-time team talks are. I think they're probably as bad as we imagine them to be. If that's how they start second halves. And the funny thing was, I was still like sort of on my phone looking at something. I just remember looking up at the TV and just seeing a striker somehow behind all three central defenders on a ball over the top. I see him bring it down. I'm like, someone's no, no one's going to get there. Actually, he's just going to just he's just going to score now. That's it what happened. It reminds me of a, of a play earlier in the year where you were hoping maybe you would see Barry Bannon coming in from behind, from way out of position, to maybe do something, 
and no, he found him. He was already on ten yellows at that point, anyway. Right. <laughs> so right. <sighs> and then uh, it goes from bad to worse. Is within ten minutes or so. Wednesday concede a second, and we've uh, been ambivalent, I think, about Cameron Dawson on this podcast. But you can't really say up until I've, now he's had a real I'll, howler on a savable uh, shot until that. I'll say I've been, I've been, I've been, I've, I've been a backer of Dawson up until this point, and I again, having never played the position, I can't say when you should or should not be able to make a stop. But that one, he was. Going the right way. Looks like he got half his body on it, and to just see it go through was bad. So keeping up with our theme for the year, that's two undeserved goals. Um, but with that one, definitely, yeah, that's going to be more on him than anyone else. I thought it was a good hit, though, by the uh, by is it Viner that uh, scored it. It was a good hit, and he just, it, it just skipped as it came towards him. He should have saved it, definitely, but I'm saying he wasn't by any means a kind of uh, a gimme. It did hit with some kind of pace. It did skip just in front of him, but yeah, it shouldn't have squirmed underneath him like it did. Um, I mean, we've seen it's... we've seen Wild Smith flap at one every once in a while. We've seen Westwood concede. You're entitled to a howler every once in a while, so I can't really kill Dawson for that because he's usually a very reliable shot stopper, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think most fans are saying the same thing too. Um, it was unfortunate timing uh, to go down to 2-1. Um, but thankfully, it didn't stay that way. It did not. Uh, Daniel Pudillo came on for Jordan Thornley in the second half for some reason. We haven't really talked about Fox and Thornley starting on the left over Matt Penny again. But it's neither here nor there. We might get to it. But uh, puts in a nice ball. Zhao pots the header in the bottom corner 2-2 with about 25 minutes to go and we have a game <laughs> you'd think we'd have a game it's not really you? a game it was still <laughs> incredibly boring the entire rest of the way <laughs> you think oh wow I actually got excited I think I remember the last time I actually got excited about there's it there's no way this finishes 2-2 it's absolutely finishing 2-2 <laughs> but I actually cheered that Jago I was so annoyed that we were 2-1 down to Rotherham and that we found a Rotherham fan in New York too which wasn't helping my mood um and when that Juago went in, it was so unexpected. I actually cheered for the first time, I think, in about two or three weeks because I've been so angry watching um, Wednesday over the last few weeks. Uh, and it, it was quite surprising because I'm not used to seeing a left-back cross the ball without accuracy. And see a nice little bent ball from my left-back and then someone actually head a shot on target and go in. That's, that's a rarity for me. Um, so it was just kind of out of the blue. And, I, and it was uh, shows you what you can do when you've got Morgan Fox on the left, isn't it? I think Poodle actually looks quite good for the second half, by the way, too. I don't know it's, why, it's like, stuff. especially going back to uh, three-man centre-back, why they don't have Poodle on the left of that centre-back three over Thornley. I mean, he's showing he can do... I know, like, he can't... Maybe he's at the age now where you don't want him really starting every day, but, you know, and, like, from his point of view, he re- he signed a new contract. You know, yeah, they brought in Hector on loan. He's been playing better than Lee's. You know, he's getting Czech Republic call-ups again. He's probably something that, you know, he's interested in in continuing with the, you know, the Nations League and the Euro qualifiers coming up to sort of keep getting those international call-ups. And he's, like, starting once every three weeks. So I don't know. And, well, putting in a good shift when he does. And I don't know what... I thought it was really good. I thought he was... He put a lot of effort in. He was trying to uh, uh, G the defense up. He was kind of trying to close people down. 
Um, so if he's fit for me, I think he should be starting. Yeah, he feels like a little more comfortable sort of wandering. He's obviously as a as a left back by trade more comfortable wandering upfield than Thornley is. You know, he can he's always been able to put a good cross in. He's got a pretty good you know shot on him too every once in a while. So he does give you a little more uh, sort of creativity and flexibility from that you know center back position, whether it's left of the center back three or the left of the center back two. It just you know, if he's left the center back two with Hector, that might work. But there just seems to be no interest in dropping Tom Lees, who's been better recently. But is he really a top two or even top three center back on this roster right now, Mike? No, no I, I think I would like to see some consistency with something. And I think the Padil Hector, uh, you know, pairing is probably my favorite right now. Um, but again, let's I, again, I, Yoss has given us zero indication of, um, you know, the whys of all of these rotations. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's, if there's one thing you can count on is it will not be the same starting back line, whether it's a four or five this weekend at Swansea. Because it just will not. Yep. Not the defense has been particularly great, whatever formation, whatever players. This one easily could have been 3-3 as there were Vokes and New Hue chances late, but we see how the 2-2 draw remain 17th or whatever. Comfortably, not comfortably, not one of the worst three teams in the league. Somehow, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when we saw how bad Rotherham's defense is, so uh, I think you can you can see if the people were worse than us and Rotherham below that. It's uh, it's we should be okay. Uh, unfortunately, though, at the moment, uh, as um, the Owls about Stat podcast uh, dismally pointed out, we are kind of overperforming in 17th place and should actually be in the relegation zone. Uh, so as long as we keep knocking those 40-yard uh, uh, shots in the goal, we should be okay. Uh, but something needs to drastically change. Um, the one or two Thunder Chuffers a week seems totally sustainable as a strategy. I'd love to see Joao, I'd love to see Joao staying in that, that, that top spot now. And yeah. Just, uh, I don't really mind who he plays with. I think he has a better relationship with New U. I think they click better. I actually thought that top two pairing wasn't that bad at the weekend. Um, Atty uh, did a right okay linking play up a little bit. Uh, I thought he had a good chance in the first half, kind of a half volley which uh, was well saved, and uh, the the chance right at the end. Which did you did you see the cross that Reach put in for that? It was it was like a, a hoof up field from Lees to Reach on the real kind of far sideline, and he kind of first times a left foot volley, and it comes. It was good. I thought it was field. going into the cup. Yeah, it looked like it was about two hundred feet in the air. I was like, "How did he do that?" And it landed like perfectly into New Year's lap, and he spoons it over. But I mean, it was a hard chance to take. He was as surprised as we were, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he caught him off guard. And then, uh, amazing cross there. After the game, squad gets booed off, and uh, Yasuokai says the fans need to expect less. It's not two or three years ago anymore. Same players, though, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I, I also read another quote from uh, Pelo Pessi. Uh, I guess it was in the Star, discussing how he's happy that uh, Yoss is giving his younger players a chance to build for the future. And I think those two things, you know, Yoss saying the fans need to expect less, um, Pelopesi saying that, you know, he thinks the is building for the future. 
and we'll discuss the fan forum in a bit. I mean, we still have not heard what is the team supposed to do. Where, what are the expectations? Um, we're not bad enough to be level losers. We're clearly not pursuing top half of the table. What, what, are, what are we supposed to do? Make of this? It's the malaise that Patty was referring to earlier. Well, the the issue, the last communication we had from Chancery was we're going for promotion. So that's what that's what the current goal is. He's not communicated any um, any difference in that goal. So he's got to address that in the fans forum next week and say, obviously, we're not where we want to be. Um, and hopefully he addresses it before the fans forum and says, Yoss has not brought us where we want to be. I understand bloodying youngsters in. I think that's one of the positives of Yoss's reign. But if you're not giving them consistent experience uh, in the side um, and not giving them kind of a consistent kind of... Uh, uh, team players around them who they know is going to be a certain position, a certain way, and a certain way of playing, then it's going to be detrimental to their uh, progression, not actually um, improve them. Uh, so it's, it's it's one thing he kind of gives and, and bloods these players in, but he needs some consistency around them, I think, to to get the best out of them. And to say that it's the fans, the fans should expect less. The fans have been told uh, the reason they're paying forty quid to get into the Hillsborough is to see the best players and uh, play. Now we're not seeing the best players play. We're, play, we're seeing young kids now. So is it going to reflect the prices for that? Is it chuff? And also, like, we're not really seeing the young kids play. We're still seeing like Marco Matias and Pelopesi and. Liam Palmer and Michael Hector. It's it's kind of a like yes, he has blooded youngsters. Matt Penny's disappeared. Um, you know, Baker's reappeared. Baker's Obviously. reappeared. Yeah, some have seen Preslav Borakov. Unfortunately, uh, I think Borakov has to make an appearance by the end of the season. Surely, Luton Town on TV. We'll get to that. <laughs> That'll be the only uh, reason I get up at seven thirty in the morning <laughs> with Borakov. I mean, when they sell reach and. Bannon in uh, January it might open spots for like Fraser Preston and some others but yeah I don't know what this team is other than incredibly unpleasant to watch most weeks <laughs> it's like there's no plans there's no tactics there's no consistent formation you know Bannon's running around trying to do Bannon things and sometimes he pulls stuff off but he seems it seems to be grinding him down even um, Reach has been anonymous in recent weeks for the most part. Like, I don't know what the... What's the... Like, I'm... Whatever. It's like... Sheffield Wednesday fans expect too much. It's like... Buddy, we've watched this team for the last 18 years. We've seen far worse football than this. But it's like... The weird... Dissonance between the... I think the quality, the sort of like the objective quality of the players on the pitch and the actual performances is it's totally, disturbing. Yeah, and, it's, it, and, and it's so um, alienating when you're in the position that Yoss is to to blame fans uh, for booing them and not to recognize the fact that, like I say, we've been watching this team for 20, 30 years, more for some fans. Um and to recognize when people are fucking trying and they're not trying at the moment. They're not organized and they're not trying. So he can't come out and say that. It's, it, is, it is a terrible choice. Uh, you can tell he's, he's stressed, under stress. Um, 
that he shouldn't be saying things like that is is absolutely appalling. I mean, if you've been a manager in this sport long enough, you should know how to, even under this kind of pressure and stress, not give quotes like that to the media, where they will be reproduced for fans to say. Be able to give a nice generic press conference, emphasize the, Focus on the good parts game. of the performance. Yeah, looking ahead to Swansea. You know, we got a result. I mean, he didn't say it's like a tough team. I mean, rather, it's not really. Rather, did not look that good. You know, it was a performance that would have gotten them you know, absolutely pilloried by a team, even of like Blackburn's quality, as we saw the week before. So. It is what it is, and we do move on to Swansea in this podcast. We'll move on to that preview, along with some Wednesday news, right after this break. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. We start with a another youth that might get blooded into the first team soon enough because he signed his first pro contract and that's connor grant i will be honest i follow the under 23s and under 18s reasonably closely not entirely sure who this is <laughs> so this is an under 18 player so yeah. it's, it's probably a little further off the radar mm-hmm. than the usual players uh we brought him from shamrock rovers uh, oh there you Irish go that's, that's you know i should I'm coming in from a major club like that that's on, that's on me <laughs> for not knowing who this is Shamrock Rovers have to be the most Irish name I've ever heard for a football it's club. It's extremely, yeah. I wonder if they're lucky. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, he's 17 years old, uh, midfielder, and been playing apparently very well for the under 18. So congrats to Connor. Um, I believe he's just turned 18 too. So uh, maybe we'll see him in the next couple of years. The Shamrock Rovers also have blue and white hoops on their kit. So it's not like you can get more Irish than that if you want it. <laughs> uh, they finished third in the League of Ireland Premier Division last year so there you go so Wednesday's another fan forum and they had to go to a bigger venue Patty I think a venue close to your heart as well yeah they're going to the Octagon which is one of the first proper venues I went to a concert I saw Ash doing the 1977 tour and it was my first crowd surf it was absolutely amazing so they're going to have be crowd surfing at the fans forum on the 20th (laughs) (laughs) They're going to surf the front in a wave of anger with pitchforks in hand. Uh, so, I really hope someone shouts, play Wonderwall. Someone's got to do that, surely. How is he going to manage a thousand people? Surely, I'm hoping there's just one microphone he has to pass it around to a thousand people to ask the question. So when, when I first heard there was going to be another fans forum, I thought this is the absolute worst idea in the world. And then when I heard they expanded because of demand, I then said that's the worst idea in the world uh <laughs> why are they doing this i and it's beyond me why they're doing this um unless there is unless there's news or an announcement or something between now and then uh or as we've been discussing in our last segment you know a statement of the agenda for the next foreseeable two years why why are they why are they setting themselves up for this if it's the same thing as the past few forums, people moaning about the temperature of the water and uh, FFP questions, then there is no need to open it up to a thousand people. It has to be something of an important announcement. And I'm surprised there's not that many rumours around what that announcement could be other than are we sacking Yoss? Because, I mean, 
I mean, sure. The teams just Why like tweet that out after the game now if it's a sacking. Like it's not. It's not no. It's just like statement from Sheffield Wednesday and a link to Yas leaving by mutual consent. It's not like. But why is then? Why is no one talking about this? I don't, I don't think it's that though. I have no idea. It the could just be he thinks he's due for too. a fans forum, and there's just going to be a lot of yelling, and he has no idea what he's walking into. Do you think is that naive? Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's is it a mixture of naivety or arrogance? Do you think? What, what do you think it is? Potent cocktail, if true. But well, so my my question to Patty, who follows this longer than I have, is this normal? I mean, we've. I think last time I was on here earlier in the year was right after the. Uh, the first fan forum and we were saying that this would never happen in the states and if it would it would be like jerry jones and that would be it um it's definitely not normal it's not normal it's very strange uh i i don't think many english football clubs do this i haven't heard of it maybe like a couple of times in extreme circumstances they'd get everyone together and, and and like uh discuss the current situation of a club but to do it regularly is uh it begs belief uh, and i'm not quite sure what the outcome objective is and i mean something i just remembered you know really silly we're talking about being misquoted or giving bad you know bad fodder i think at the last fans forum he said that he picked up i don't remember if it was Rhodes or fletcher because the fans wanted him to uh he just stupid stuff like that gets said and quoted and yeah jordan Rhodes. is that what he said it was jordan Rhodes because yeah. the fans wanted him and Oh, come on, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I'm actually now uh, now it's kind of, now it's at the Octagon, now it's a thousand people. I'm I'm even more intrigued by the uh, car crash that it's going to be. Can a thousand uh, people go there and tell him to sign Eden Hazard, who's looking for a move? Then there you go. <laughs> they can say that certainly. <laughs> uh, in unfortunate news, Harry Bannon picked up his tenth yellow card. Before the Christmas break, we'll miss the next two matches. Is this? So we least... joked that we joked that he had his birthday off last week, right? And I yeah, yeah, Christmas he gets, off too. Yeah, gets Christmas off. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like a running uh, concern on the football ramble. They're always looking for players trying to get their one or two game suspension in around the holiday fixtures to spend a little time with the families. Will this at least be a chance for like? Uh, Josh Anoma to see a little more time because he's kind of disappeared. He yeah, I fear that. that Austin Paul. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I fear Bannon missing is kind of like a glimpse into our future. So let's um, pay attention to these next couple games and see what exactly happens. He will be back in time for our FA Cup third round fixture at home against Luton Town. That for some reason, Patty. Will be on television. Again, no rest for a Wednesday fan. <laughs> Seven thirty in the morning in the US. So I've already called it. We're not, we're not doing a New York Hall meetup unless some sick people want to go in there. Uh, and the only reason I think they've you chosen are you going to be yours, uh, Mike? What time? Four thirty. Well, seven thirty is sleeping in for us. So come on. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think. I think the only reason they've selected this for TV is to think that Luton's going to do us over because they're doing quite well, Luton, aren't they, at the moment? Um, so I think it's a giant killing. Uh, it's not frame. even like an interesting cup set, though. It's not like you no, know, it's not. Dagenham and Redbridge or something. It's, it's just Luton a... Town. They're perfectly 
Cromulan to League Squad. I think Luton have got a decent set of fans. I think we've got a decent set of fans. I think they're hoping people will tune in. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably... On the offhand chance I might see Preslop or Orkoff, I'll probably wake up for it. But beyond that, <laughs> I'm not too excited. We've danced around rumors of Yas's imminent demise. And the current rumor on the Owls Talk Patty is one... Steve Bruce might be making his way to Hillsborough. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think last time we spoke about like um, when Carlos got sacked, Bruce was kind of mentioned a few times around that time too, right? And I was wasn't really up for it. I was just kind of like, ah, not really. I mean, yes, he's done it before, but it's just, just his personality. I don't like. I think it was still too fresh in my mind the whole game. Uh, over the last year, I've kind of warmed to the idea of watching Yoss's football. <laughs> like, okay, maybe Steve Bruce is a step up from this. Uh, and he's good at building clubs. He could, could take he could take off a lot of the uh, uh, kind of um, uh, tasking hand that we have at Wednesday to kind of put some process in place, build a structure. Uh, it's not just about coaching the, 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 the first team. It's about building players around it and building process around it. So I think he actually would be a good appointment. How much truth are in the rumours? Nobody knows. The, the rumours was that uh, someone in the club had met them to dis- met with him to discuss uh, the possibility of taking over if Yoss got sacked. Uh, and the other rumours was that he wanted money to spend, which if that's true, then he's definitely not going to come because we've got no money to spend. That's also a lot of hypotheticals strung together. Yeah. So is it going to happen? Probably not. Uh, although I think out of all the list of people I've seen um, uh, on the grapevine, Bruce is probably the less of evils uh, that I would take as the manager. We end our Wednesday news segment with a bit of Christmas cheer. The Wednesday Christmas pop-up shop, is, shop pop-up shop, very difficult to say, <laughs> is up and running, Patty. Patty, can you explain why this is on the agenda? Yeah, because have you seen the video? I have. Oh, boy. <laughs> have you seen the video, Mike? I have not, but I'm going to find it immediately. You should put it up, and just I think we should hear the, the haunting refrain of that guitar uh, as it just kind of comes in and out throughout the video. To try and sum this video up, right, if you haven't seen it, uh, they've done the promotion uh, for the Meadowall pop-up shop, which is a great idea, great initiative. I'm all for that. Uh, but to promote it, they've got this kind of like sad um, uh, video of Ozzy and uh, Barney Owl in their flat, which apparently they live in together now. Um, as as Ozzy's dreaming about uh, a car, he wants oh, is it Ozzy or Barney? I can't remember. It's Ozzy's dreaming about a car he wants for Christmas, uh, never can get it. It took a while for me to get the plot. It wasn't particularly like punch you in the face, obvious what they're trying to do with this. And the, the way it's framed is so dark. It's like a, a weird kind of B-movie with these two people. <laughs> if you take mascots out of the uh, context of a football pitch and in a stadium and put them in a, a dark apartment, this is barely lit, it just looks fucking freaky. It's just, it was so weird. And then you had this weird kind of morose guitar riff over the top of it and the vacant stare of a man in a fucking costume. Whoa, it was so creepy. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I had no idea what was going on on that advert. I had no idea what the uh, objective was. They've used some obviously some free copyright free music over the top of it. <laughs> it just didn't match at all. It's like one of the. Have you uh, seen those like YouTube videos? Where they take 
uh, movies and cut them into trailers that make them sound like they're completely different kinds of movies. <laughs> it looks like it's been edited. Yeah, cut, like they a, cut like a three, nice, happy Wednesday Christmas film. trailer into like a horror film or something. <laughs> oh, man. It's hilarious. Yeah, watching it with the sound off right now, it um, well, you need the sound, though. That's the whole... Uh, uh, mute your mic. And yeah, the sound you can't mute your main... mic because you actually have to do the dispatches from American Soccer now. <laughs> the what? I'm sorry, I missed that part. What's happening? You have to do the uh, dispatches from American Soccer, which oh, is the uh, ML... Right. Sorry. Yes. MLS, so, MLS Cup, Cup final, was yes. last weekend. Yes. So, yeah, MLS Cup was last weekend, and we want to congratulate the MLS on having 70,000 people show up for a game in Atlanta. They gave some weird statistic with an asterisk behind it saying it was the most people to see an MLS game live. I'm not sure what the asterisk was. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm totally distracted by Ozzy and stuff, so i got to turn that off. Um, they're painting now. It's anyway. haunt your dreams. I, yeah, apparently. So, so yes, the uh, the Timbers made it to their second show. Oh, I want to say second day of the last cup in four years. They came up short. Um, Atlanta were heavy favorites. I, I think when the Timbers failed to score in the first uh, 20 or 25 minutes, I think we kind of knew it was uh, going to go down from there. Um, and then after the first goal went in, um, yeah, it just seemed like uh, it's funny. I looked at the stats afterwards and I think Timbers actually it was pretty even on possession and shots, but it didn't feel like that watching the game. It just seemed like Atlanta was uh, just overpowering them the whole time. So um, kudos to them. Um, Timbers had a, uh, I think, again, Timbers getting as far as a successful season, regardless of how forgiving the MLS playoffs are. And um, I guess that puts another bow on the MLS season. So, Patty, your thoughts from the East Coast? Uh, I guess we're happy that the the Southeast is going to have a, has a champion now. So, Hopefully that mm. bodes well for Miami and Orlando. Not really. Um, mm. uh, I, I mean, Atlanta is MLS's little darling. Obviously, they're getting loads of uh, support on that. It looks fantastic, that stadium. Uh, they clearly wanted them to win. We were kind of, uh, I don't know. There is, there's, a, there's a bit of me which is happy that it's, it's happened because they've got a lot of good fans down there. And a bit of me which thinks that MLS kind of fixed it for them to win in the first place, which is just me being bitter. Uh, the mm. best story out of this whole weekend, though, uh, was uh, the, the, the MLS Cup and uh, Atlanta uh, players went to a strip club with the cup. Uh, and there's videos of, like, strippers, like, grinding on the MLS it's Cup. not just uh, a <laughs> strip club, Patty, to be clear. It's one of the most famous strip clubs in the country. Is it really? I had no idea it what is, it is. yes. Why, why is it famous? It's just, like, it's an Atlanta landmark. Okay. Yeah. There's a weird, there's an interesting, I shouldn't say yeah, weird, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an exotic dance culture in Atlanta where it's um, quite different from anywhere else in the country. Yeah. They've got what? So you cut out there. <laughs> this, got a, an erotic dance, dance culture, yes. Uh, I said exotic, I did not say erotic. No, <laughs> fair enough, sorry. <laughs> there's a culture of erotic dance in Atlanta. This is uh, giving me a whole new reason to visit. It's known for its strip clubs. Not known for their strip yeah. clubs, Swansea City. <laughs> <laughs> we had to Wales oh, this gonna weekend. Wa- I'm gonna, a good transition. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I'm going to uh, retweet this from the Els America's guy if, if uh, James lets me. It's just a, a woman twerking on the MLS Cup. It's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't happen in Portland. Actually, it would. But it definitely mind. would in Portland. Um, <laughs> 
Swansea coming off the back of a few recent bad results. Almost a Wednesday-like defensive form, conceding 10 goals in their last four games, and somehow only five points ahead of Wednesday in 12th. Is this winnable? Does it matter? Are we just going through the motions now? We don't even have James to make jokes about Wales. So, where to even begin? <laughs> Rather than going full circle. Our two best games this year were a draw against Sheffield United and a loss against West Brom. We're playing to the level of our opponents, so that gets a big old who knows. Um, yeah, it's yeah, don't know. I mean, the closest team to this form and table position that we played recently is Blackburn, and that didn't go great. It didn't, no. And I think I see a similar scoreline. Um, judging by the amount of goals they concede, the amount of goals we concede, uh, it could be another six-goaler. Um, and it, honestly, it could swing either way. I do think um, with a chance to draw, I don't think it's a chance of us winning. Um, if we get a draw, I think it's a good result at the end of the day. Um, I'll, I'm going to go for a, a, a 2-2, another 2-2, uh, another 2-2 bar score draw. Mike, what's your prediction? Oh, I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic. I'm going to say it's 2-1 to the Swans. Yeah, this feels like a weird game. I feel like we never play well in Wales. Cardiff was a bit of a bit of a bogey side the last few years before they got promoted. It's like I'm gonna say three two Swansea. Where it's like three one for most of the second half and they get a late consolation goal. <laughs> so we were never yeah. in the game. Never in the game, yeah. There's never a chance of us winning it. We're gonna get I have to apparently run this event and I will just be there uh watching another terrible Wednesday game. Uh where else can people watch this terrible Wednesday game this weekend, Patty? You know what? It's it's a weird thing that happened this week. I had no idea how um popular Swansea were over here because I mean in the football factory you get like maybe two or three Swansea fans appeared maybe about five years ago. And two of them are, are twins, so uh that doesn't count. Um, but we got in touch uh, with the stateside Jacks this week on Twitter. They've been very active and they've invited us to a few of their um, meetups across the country, which is great for us because we've got people that don't often uh, meet up in these cities. So uh, if you want to join the uh, Swansea groups, there's one in Baltimore, a place called Smaltimore, which I love. Um, uh, if anyone in D.C. or in that area, Virginia and Baltimore area, uh, going to the Smaltimore Bar, um, Atlanta. If you want to go to Magic City, <laughs> twerk on the, the cup. Uh, they are meeting at the Fado Fado Irish Pub, F A D O Irish Pub. Um, and of course, we will be meeting in New York. I say we. Uh, Jeff will be uh, there in New York, hopefully with uh, a full cord to his laptop and a laptop. Both halves uh, <laughs> of the power cable have been located, Patty. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I will be back in England, um, avoiding the score, hopefully. It's been episode 50 of the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. And find and follow us on Twitter at owlsamericas. 
Our podcast intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesdayites, Reverend and the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbeam, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls of Americas, we ask that you rate and review the show as it helps more Wednesdayites find our ramblings. Speaking of ramblings, you can leave the show a voicemail on our Days and Mumbled line at 1-401-307-1867. International rates do apply, but you can dial it for free using Google Voice. Patty is on Twitter, at Patty A. Jones, and at New York Owls. Patty, uh, how early would you have to get up to get out to Swansea for that uh, 3 p.m. kickoff? <laughs> you don't even need <laughs> to sleep. You're flying in that night. Yeah, I flight from New York at night at 7 p.m., I think. So I get into London about 9 a.m. So that would give me five hours to get from... No, six... Five hours to get from... Six hours to get from London to Swansea. Uh, so I'd have to pretty much get off the plane and head straight there, which obviously I am not going to do. As I have friends in London, I'd like rather see for that weekend rather than spend uh, 12 hours of my life on a round trip to Swansea. Mike is on Twitter at Mike LaRue. Mike, how drunk would you have to be to twerk on the MLS Cup? <laughs> if, if Portland won it, would you twerk on the MLS Cup? I would uh, slam another bottle of the prisoner, and you betcha. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Petronostro. I will see you Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Football Factory or here next week. 